Hello everybody, I'm your host Nazarbina and this is the Omnichannel podcast brought to you by Omnichannel X, where we interview leading minds in content design, governance and systems from around the world. If you like this episode, remember to like and subscribe on whatever channel you're using and check out omnichannelx.digital for more info on our annual conference, blog and mailing list for exclusive offers and content. Now enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Omnichannel podcast by Omnichannel X. Um, I am your host, Naz Urbina, uh, founder of the uh, Omnichannel X uh, organization and Urbina Consulting. And I am here today um, uh, with uh, Timmy Stope Alcala, who uh, is coming to us from IKEA. I'm, I'm very happy to have her. T- today, we're going to be talking about uh, the metaverse. And um, I'm gonna, we're going to define the metaverse for you, talk a little bit about how it's being really applied um, and, and things like that. But without any further ado, Tim, Timmy, would you like to introduce yourself to the group with well, a little bit about your background? Um, and how did you hear about all this? Uh, um, how did you get into this area? Right, thanks, Naz. Um, I'm so happy to be here. I'm Timmy and I'm Principal Content Strategist at IKEA. Um, I sit in the content team um, the content strategy and design team, which is one of the centers of expertise in the experience design group. Um, and so um, we, I attended the, the conference on the Channel X conference. I actually wanted to attend it, I think back in 2020, I believe, but I kept missing the deadline. And then finally I saw, I saw you tweet about it and I thought, okay, I'm gonna attend. And I'm gonna ask my team to, to come with me um, because one of the, the, the things that really attracted me was how um, all the topics or most of the topics really in Omnichannel uh, conference was really geared also towards content, like really the, you know, the, the deeper layers of it. And that got my attention and my team's attention. And also, you know, looking a lot into the underlying structures of content, that was really attractive for us. Um, but um, a little bit about myself, I'm, I'm from the Philippines but I'm living in the Netherlands. And I got into IKEA because um, you know, we were very keen really into having content strategy as part of experience design. And I think that's such a great, uh, you know, a, a, a great sign. And um, it means that IKEA is really um, serious uh, with strategy, with content strategy, not just you know, the kind of wonderful content that you see, but really, thinking about the future of content, especially with all you know, the emerging technologies that we're facing and all the changes that's happening at the moment. And my background is, uh, um, well, it started with education actually and writing. And up to now, I get a lot of inspiration from those two fields, um, looking at content as, uh, as knowledge resources and mm-hmm. really, you know, how can that make you know, my life relevant? How can that make others' uh, uh, life better? And if you kind of have that mindset of, of um, you know, content as something that helps you learn and discover the world, I think that really shapes the way you would like to create the content. Um, yeah, and um, I'm very into um, looking at how different influences actually, uh, different fields can affect content. I, I think, especially the way it's evolving, um, you can't just be looking at it with one lens. So the more you know, different fields that we can get inspiration from, draw inspiration from, then then the better. 
that's uh, couldn't be more in line with the, the whole Omnichannel X philosophy. You know, we, it's, it's, we've always said it takes a village um, yeah. and that the, uh, the, the experience and the relationship are not the domain of any particular role or department. So right. it's, if we're gonna if we're gonna be successful in building better relationships, uh, facilitating better experiences, which then in the long term drive more revenue, drive better brand loyalty, et cetera, et cetera, then uh, it's it's inherently multidisciplinary and collaborative. You know, we have to get together. Um, although it, it, I, I think we've always had, as you said, there's lots of content material at, at um, Channel X. It fits, yeah. you know, it's, it's very suitable, like what you said about um, that it's part of ex, it's uh, user experience design. Um, right. You know, I, I know pisses off some of my content colleagues, but I still mm. say that, that content is, is a subdiscipline of, of experience because everything rolls up to the experience we're trying to deliver at the end of the day. All the tech yeah. that we do, all the, you know, all the channel design and, and the visual design and the content design it's all facilitating that experience at the end of the it's, day. It's all for, you know, for the people, for the ones that we're trying to serve. And so if you, if you have that mindset, then, then, you know, then it, it's almost imperative that we must collaborate and we, we must work together. But also content is, I think, especially now, it really demands that collaboration. And it, that's so easy to say, mm -hmm. uh, but we know that because it's also content is in a lot of silos as we know. Um, so the collaboration part is always the hardest, the most challenging, but I think that's, that's the problem worth solving. Um, how do we, you know, how do we get together? And if we lean into, okay, this is our goal and the people, the many people are the ones that we are serving, um, then we'll find ways. And that's something I really like with, uh, uh, with Ikea, that's, that's really, it's, you know, the way it sees service and the way um, it's doing the work. It's always, how do we try to create better lives for the many people? And of course, in our uh, realm, in the content team, then we ask, you know, how can we make sure that content works better, works harder uh, for our teams? And then of course, for the people we serve. And that's a great, you know, great challenge. And not an easy one, for Fantastic. sure. Fantastic. Well, no, but it's, it's it, I think it's, a beautiful way to conceive of what we do and uh you know I, it makes sense now why, why you why ikea came down as a team because you actually came down like three or four of you together um yeah. and, and, your, and your your whole team was was super engaged and i think that that's that's awesome and i can i can see why so um thank you for that uh so today we're gonna dump uh we're, we're gonna jump into our main topic for today which is the metaverse it's a very popular topic uh, i've been presenting a lot about it in the past year um it's kind of hit that point which is it's becoming a major buzzword um but it it has been around uh, as a concept and has been receiving investment for many many years and this is always the the story of these of these mega trends is that in a very very small slice of the population it gets developed and then actually when it becomes a buzzword it's when it has hit a certain critical mass that mm -hmm. the general media is starting to take it seriously so what what the general population sort of sees as the new thing, it's actually rec it's being recognized uh, with a certain level of maturity that now the rest of the world is is newly hearing about it. But it's been around uh, as a concept, and, and the underlying technologies and principles have been around for many 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 years. And we're not going to go into the whole history of how we got here, but um, 
to, I'm going to give the, our, our kind of like high level definition right. of the metaverse. And then uh, I've got lots of questions for you, Timmy, about um, mm -hmm. your thoughts about it, what IKEA is doing, um, and how our, our listeners can, can learn more about it and, and possibly start to streamline it into their jobs. So the metaverse, um, in, in short, the way that we're defining it, uh, is uh, not a, a technology, it is not a product that comes from uh, a particular brand such as Meta or uh, competing metaverses. When we're talking about the metaverse, we're talking about it in the singular, like we talk about the internet. So uh, it, the, the metaverse is the three-dimensional um, immersive internet. Um, it's nothing, nothing more, nothing less. It's an internet where we can be in it. It is, it can be all around us, and it is um, extended into our senses. Um, we can, we can reach out and grab it. We can, we can look around and see in in, in the full. Um, they say six degrees of freedom. You know, up, down, uh, left, right, back, and forward, and um, it, it it is made of content. You know, it is uh, the combination of, of text, audio, um, images, uh, 3D rendered assets, either completely virtual where you completely go into it or um, augmented. So it is a reflection of the real world, um, interacts with the real world, extends the real world, um, extends our abilities within the real world. So that's a very quick kind of definition. The 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 reason we say the 3D internet is because what's what when you hear about it in the news right now, you you hear about the metaverse. It's uh, the the big brands are fighting to create mm -hmm. their walled gardens. They're they're trying to create um, their ecosystems and their environments to get as much control over this as possible. But the eventuality is, that we're that we're talking about is the idea that you will be able to go from one metaverse environment to another as easily and fluidly as you click between two websites today. Um, and that's that's starting. Um, the underlying uh, plumbing and architectures are for that are starting to be built. But yes, right now, all the big brands are fighting to to take their their share of that. And we'll we'll see what happens when Apple joins the fight in the next couple of years. That'll get quite interesting. So is there um, is there any um, anything else you would want you wanted to add to me to what you when you when you talk about the metaverse, is there anything I've left out that you would say that um, um, ideas or ways that you explain it? No, I think you you covered it pretty well and also pretty articulate because, and of course you do. Uh, but I'm I'm smiling now. I mean, of course, our audience don't see it, but I, one of the biggest challenge I think in when you start talking about the metaverse at work in companies, mm -hmm. you know, how do you start defining it? What do you mm -hmm. what level? of detail uh, do you share? How do you start a conversation? And this is one of the things that our team is actually trying um, to do. Um, it's all about, it starts with, with words, of course. It starts with the way we, what's our vision and how are we gonna describe it? And of course, looking into what is it exactly? And I love the way you, you were saying about the 3D um, uh, aspect of it and giving it really like solid points to anchor mm -hmm. on. Because otherwise, uh, of course, it's like very easy to describe it as if it's a fantastical world. Mm -hmm. And there is an element of magic, of course, um, when you talk about metaverse. As with all new technologies. Exactly. Um, but as you said, it's been around and the, the foundations are, are there. 
And so the more that we define what is it made of, and, and you think of, you know, the, the almost like the objects in the definition of a metaverse, then the clearer it becomes and the more accessible the notion becomes. Um, so yeah, thank you for saying that. And I might just, you know, <laughs> listen to this and uh, just share with the team, you know, what it is. Um, but I think the, the one thing that we, I do hear a lot when we're talking about metaverse in, in, in our team, in our company, is around shared experiences. Yeah. Um, how does this become an extension of that? And one of the efforts from our um, group is to um, to go away from the buzz, or at least you know, to deepen the conversation and mm -hmm. um, uh, really talk about how does this extend our values as a company. Um, mm. How do we extend um, or ex expand our ability to care, um, uh, you know, to help people connect? Mm -hmm. You know, those things that don't seem to be connected with metaverse or high tech stuff, but actually it is. You know, um, I, I think I'm very, very interested in the notion of uh, the metaverse as a way to help us remember, to help us care, to help us understand. Empathize. Uh, our world. Yeah. Help us empathize. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's, Absolutely. that's crucial, I think. So yeah. I think that's that touches on something that I that I was gonna leave out, but I think that it's I think you raise a very, very good important point, which is not just what is it, but why do we think it will be successful? And um, you know, I have a lot of opinions on this. Um, and I think that when if I if we come back to how do you explain the metaverse to your colleagues mm -hmm. or or understand it in non-technical, non-buzzy terms. You have a simple statement like, what if you could walk into the internet? You know, what if the internet was a place you that. could be inside? Yeah. Um, and yeah. how what what could you what experiences could you design um, in that in that environment in that environment? But then what what is the metaverse gonna be for us as a society, society? Um, yeah. is I think the greatest storytelling empathy building tool that we've ever invented you know for, yep. for all of all of history we've been trying to to share experience uh trans transport and and free our our our, our experiences both ex lived and ima and imagined uh mm -hmm. from across space and time you know and and bring other people into that uh and we we've created writing and painting and music and all of these different uh all of these different um ways to capture that and and share that to, to to build empathy um and the metaverse is one where you can you can have someone else all get as close to living the experience that you're imagining or have had um uh you, it, there's, there's nothing that's ever been able to 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 propose yeah. that level of fidelity where you can walk a mile in my shoes, you know I can create. Yeah. Um, and I'll give, I'll, I'll, I'll rattle off some examples. I want to get into IKEA specifically in a second, but to give some other examples, um, I have seen very beautiful work done, um, looking at uh, very, very human, very emotional stories. Like um, mm -hmm. the, the, the when I first experienced um, uh, virtual reality, one of the first things that I saw in my first couple of day, days was a story about human trafficking where um they were it was a woman 
And it was, so it was like a, like a podcast and a documentary film um, kind of squished together. But you, you're hearing her real voice telling her real um, life experience. But as you are uh, hearing it, instead of just watching a kind of a, a panel on your phone or on your wall, you're transported to the environments that she's describing. So you are in her childhood home and you can see the, her, her, uh, the children playing outside her door. You can see where she slept and you can look around. When you turn your head, you can see what the floor looks like. You know, all of these details, yep. which uh, you could not, you couldn't convey in the same way, no matter how great a, a filmmaker you are. You, will, you can't let someone have that freedom to experience it the way they, when you know, look at the details that they want to look at and turn their head and focus where they want to look at, um, yep. but in a guided way. And the most powerful moment of that was when she was telling the, telling the story of when she's actually being trafficked, when she, when she gets mm -hmm. taken out of her home and you are in her seat on this train and you're surrounded by these men who are making eye contact with you. Yeah. And that it's incredibly like, it makes the, the hairs on my arm stand up. Um, and you know, these, these guys are looking at you and like, I, I literally kind of turn my head away and then yeah. you turn your head away. And then there's another guy looking at you from another angle and you, you feel trapped and oppressed because film can't do that. You can always look away from the screen, yeah. but if you're inside the environment, the way that the way that she was and you when you try to look away you're still there your her story comes alive in a way that none no other format could could make it and it was it was grainy like the the video quality was bad it wasn't high fidelity it wasn't amazing technology but the story just came alive in such a powerful way and i think that's that's a, a, an incredible example of, of why the experience is so compelling that mm. it, uh, yeah. once people do that once, it's just like when when you switch when people switched from switch from reading text to to watching video or or from text to podcasts because it's an experience which connects with us as as, as human beings in a different way. Yeah. Um. um like and so, go ahead. Complete. Yeah. It's it's not just like you you read something. It's not just words. It's all all everything all at once. And exactly, uh, that's such a different experience. And I wonder sometimes, like, yeah, if you are able to tap into that, right? And um, you know, what's what's the impact? Like, even if it's just a one-time encounter or one kind of content, I I think you already achieve a lot more. It opens up a lot more. And maybe that that's another thing. Like, how do we, you know, how do you start like measuring the impact of this kind of content? You know, those practical things that teams now usually would think of. But just as you were describing it, um, that alone is such something so unique. And maybe even, you know, um, it, it maybe doesn't happen uh, at that exact moment, but later on it stays with you. And, mm -hmm. you know, it leads into more, I don't know, reflection questions. So it's still lingering there, I, I think. Um, and we, I, I can only tell from what I've, I've experienced more from like in, in games, for example, you know, those kinds of interaction that are, that deliver much more than just one, you know, one single way of uh, looking at content. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you imagine, like, you imagine, no matter how well you blew away, you know, the 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 
the design and the writing on your about us page. Yeah. Like it's never going to be as compelling <laughs> as totally. being able to step into the story of your company. Um, yep. you know, it's, you know, show people a, 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 a guided experience that shows the motivation of, your, of what your values are, why you, your reason for being or what you're doing in the world that like, yeah. that it's still the same about us content, but you could, you could bring it across in such a, in a way, which is just uh, the, the, the word that is used in like the, the term uh, is, is immersive and that yeah. being immersed in something is so different than yeah. reading it off a screen. Um, and so I want I want to get to 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 your story to me specifically um, and and understand a little bit. So coming so that we've I think we've done a very good uh, general illustration of what we're talking about. What has IKEA done today already uh, going in this direction? And and what and why? What were the drivers? Well, how did they justify this uh, investment? Well, um, IKEA, you know, it's a big company with lots of different teams working. Um, on these kinds of technologies, but also working on our, our big goal, you know, is how do we bring, uh, how do we create better everyday life uh, for the many people? And so it's always a lot of the, any, any initiatives that we do, it's it always anchored at that. Like, how can this help someone in their daily lives? And um, one of the, like in one of the uh, life at home reports uh, that we that we had, we found out that 60% of customers had to change significantly their home function since the pandemic. You know? mm. And they home, want home function? Really, um, the way that, that, they, that their home is, uh, the way they use their home, because then ah, suddenly yes. you have to adjust, like you have to work from home. Um, you know, you have kids there and what do you do? So suddenly you have to, you have all these physical objects around you and some of them are like fixed, but your entire context have changed. So how right. does that, how does it, you know? So the, requi the requirements yeah. that they have of their home environment changed. Right, right. And then, um, so one one of the things that that we do have that involves um, more like uh, augmented reality would be uh, the IKEA Creative, which is an app, which basically helps you reimagine um, the space where you're in, your home. Mm -hmm. So basically you know if you have this app and it's also you can use it also on, um, on on your computer you can scan your environment and it's smart enough to know uh, to see those objects that you have and you can digitally erase those furniture so that if you want to you know redesign your home you can do it and it wow. sounds so it sounds so simple but it's so much it's so well, it sounds quite so magical needed. actually <laughs> it is magic like so that's that's one of the you know one of the things that that IKEA does it's really being able to uh, connect you know these kinds of technologies with really practical helpful uh things that everybody could use and is that, that available so globally um I think it's on. The, yeah, it's all. You can download it from um, from the App Store and from Google Play. Uh, from Google, yeah. yeah. And so, and so that was called uh, IKEA US, Creative. Yeah. Creative, yeah. Creative Ikea with creative. a V at the end. Creative. creative. Okay. Of creative. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just it's it's uh, and that's just a start. So and of course this is something that um, always being done. In, you know, very. Um, let me say uh, with with you know with with a lot of um, user research 
and connecting really with, with people. But it's such a great help already. Um, mm -hmm. Just to reimagine, just the that reimagining suddenly adds, has this layer of, of this extra superpower almost, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, imagining a better life at home from anywhere. Uh, that's one of the, the driving uh, thoughts behind that. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, and you also raise a very good point, which uh, when we talk about the metaverse, I think people go straight to VR goggles and glasses, but that's not necessarily true in the same way that the, you can access the internet on a, a watch or, an, or a phone or a desktop or a, you know, a huge touch screen interactive display um, uh, or via voice, the, the metaverse will also be omni-channel. So you can have metaverse environments, which you'll be able to step into with specialized controllers or cameras, uh, headsets, goggles, et cetera. But you, it, it, it's still the metaverse if it's an app on your phone where, you're, where the internet is interacting with your reality in in yeah. a in a 3d um in a 3d way you are looking at so you're using the phone screen or the tablet screen as a sort of glass rather than glasses on your face to to experience this, and interact with this metaverse and and i think that's that that's something really important for people to understand is it's not it's not a jump from web page to vr goggles there's lots right. of interim yeah. steps um i yeah. actually I actually created a, um, you know, I, I should have had it ready for this for this session, but um, a, a sort of a metaverse maturity model. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna dig it out quickly. Um, I, I love your point, though, as, as you're as you're getting it um, about, you know, it's again, it centers on the human, centers on the person, um, it, the met metaverse, or you know where those kinds of applications it's all about helping you do what you, you need to do and uh for ikea that's you know always like helping you um fulfill your omnichannel mission whatever that mission may be your job to be done very your simple goal. can be a bigger yeah. goal you know but the aim is then again it's all about you uh, so we design uh, with that in mind so uh, yeah i love i love how you describe that yeah uh uh thank you um, so maturity model. So yeah. I, I called this kind of the immersive technology spectrum. So, mm -hmm. it, um, and this is very, uh, when we're talking about this, it's, I think it's good context for, for our audience to understand the rest of our discussion. So you, you're already seeing, uh, today 3d on the web. If you go on Amazon and you look for a product, you're you often get products that have like a little 3d version that you can spin around and you can and and google has said already that 3d um results and images get more clicks than 2d so if you actually bring those 3d renderings into your into your search engine results they're more attractive to people yeah. um being able to to even with a mouse or your finger um on a screen uh you know touch it spin it around zoom in zoom out is very attractive. So, uh, and if you're talking about industrial applications, being able to, for example, um, look at the way that parts interact or take up and take virtually on the screen, explode a, a motor into its components and, and see how they how they connect to each other is, is, is incredibly useful for all sorts of operations from maintenance to, to shopping to uh, you know, yeah. spares and replacements, all sorts of 
different ways, training, there's an incredible number of uh, ways that just 3D on the 2D screen um, or on the flat screen is already useful. And then there's what you were just talking about, like the, the, the creative app mm -hmm. um, where you have augmented reality, where you're bringing those 3D assets and you're mixing them through an app or something that has a camera and a screen into your real world. That's kind of stage yeah. two. Then there is uh, augmented reality on the headset where you, when you are talking about glasses, but you're, mm -hmm. you're still in the real world, but you're able to bring in 3D things to give you more information, uh, to allow you, for example, to uh, connect with uh, a real-world object that's in another country, you know, let's, I want to bring right. I want right. to bring your car's motor into my living room, so virtually, so I can twiddle some settings, and then maybe you know you will execute the actual operations with your hands over in wherever you are. You know, if I'm in Spain and you're in, in the Netherlands. Um, I kind of show you and you do it, or I, I do it and then a robot executes it uh, in a factory somewhere and fixes the actual engine. So, or um, we're seeing already, there's many stories that come out about remote surgeries where multiple right. doctors, yeah. Yeah. Multiple doctors collaborate um, by coming together in a, in a virtual space augmented onto the, into the surgery room. So the, um, and then virtual reality, which is the full on, your complete field of vision and, and your senses are taken over by by the virtual world. And so mm -hmm. all of these steps, you know, you can get started just doing 3D in the browser today. Um, but those assets, those skills, that way of design thinking and designing will is on the spectrum taking you towards the metaverse. And that's it's really yeah. important that we understand that it's not this just huge jump into, oh, now I've got to create a virtual world. Like yeah. I can step into this and start to bring this into my team and my way of working. Yeah, it's like, what can you do next week? What can exactly. you start doing next week? Yeah, yeah. Let's start getting uh, your assets, uh, those 3D versions. Yeah, hire a 3D designer or, or find yeah. a 3D agency. Um, yeah. Start working. There's a reason that that Microsoft bought, like spent, I don't know, it was $49 billion on buying one of the Activision, one of the biggest game companies in the world. Yes, Microsoft has a big games division, but there's yeah. there's a longer game there's a longer play uh, than than just games there. Hello everybody. So that's the end of part one. Remi a reminder to let us know whether you prefer uh, multi-part shorter episodes or whether you like a deep dive conversation. Uh, let us know in the comments if you're on YouTube or uh, via our Twitter or LinkedIn um, or by the the Omnichannel X website. That's on omnichannelx.digital. Uh, yeah, so this is a new format for us for let, let us know your preferences and let us know who you'd like us to interview next. Uh, and we hope to see you at this year's conference.